The world's changing. We've all sensed it. The prophecy is clear. Our duty is to protect the girl and the boy, wherever they are. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Film Optics, brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network. I'm your host, Christian, and today we're going to be reviewing episode one of the latest HBO series, His Dark Materials, season two. And today I'm actually joined by Griffin from Film Speak. How are you doing today, man? Dude, I'm doing pretty well, man. Uh, thanks for asking. Great to be on here podcasting with you. It's a little bit different because like whenever I do these like television recaps, there is like so much pressure on me because I'm running because I'm doing it as like a live stream. Like I yeah. have the camera rolling. I've got lights on me. I'm like, I, it, it feels like a fucking production. So yeah. then, you know, now when I don't have to worry about like what, what I look like on camera, not that I look bad right now, but like, you know, <laughs> I don't have to worry about, uh, you know, looking at the camera or, or whatever. It just feels... I don't know, it's a little more laid back. You know, I'm, a, I'm yeah. more comfortable just behind the microphone, you know? Yeah, I, I know what you mean, man. And, you know, we've, we've had our YouTube channel before, but I've kind of fallen off of that just because it is a lot to Come keep on. up with. You know? I know. it's. <laughs> Come on. Honestly, I honestly have no excuse whatsoever. It was just, uh, I don't know. I, I really have no excuse for it. May, maybe one day we'll fire it back up. Forget around <laughs> Maybe. If, if, yeah. if people subscribe to the podcast enough, you know, drain there's some interest and, you know, go into that route. But yeah, man, we're, we we like to do it nice and easy here. You know, I'm, For sure. I'm just chilling at home. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, likewise, right now I'm just sitting in my like pseudo studio slash room and it's uh, it's great. You know, love it. It really is, man. But um, before we begin today's review, uh, I would like to personally thank uh, HBO for allowing us uh, both to watch and review this series. Um, and of course, you can listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Red Circle, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and of course, Amazon Music. And you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Film Optics. That is Optics with an X. So, Griffin, it's time. His Dark Material Season 2. Yes. It's, yes. It's here. Well, it's it almost here. here. <laughs> well, well, it's here for us. You know, we've we're it's just here sitting here us. like, oh, we've had the first five episodes for weeks now, and now right. you guys get to see what we're all uh, excited <laughs> about. Um, full disclosure: I have legitimately only watched the first episode, so uh, you are. Ju- I, I have no idea what's coming next. Christian may oh, know, but he's not going to let. Ready. He's not going to let on. <laughs> he's not going to let on. I I can't, I can't. I, that, that that would be way too mean. It's like we we have all the knowledge and they don't. <laughs> as of yet. But yeah. did you want to get into spoilers for this review, or did you absolutely? How can okay. we talk okay. about it without spoilers? <laughs> it's it, okay. So you know we we've been getting a lot of screeners here on the channel. Usually we do spoilers, but we've been trying to tame ourselves to do more non-spoiler. You know, because you know you're watching things early, you don't want to give anything away. So it's like, we listen, we're in that. we're in season two of a show on HBO Max. If you yes. are listening to this episode, you have seen the show and you have seen episode one. So that's all I got to say about that. It's 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 a great time, man. It's, oh yeah, it is love it. Fantastic, and of course, you know, se- season two starts off exactly where you know season one literally like left off. Like yeah. we have. You have Lyra and and her her father, who who completely just like, holy shit! Just yeah, completely. Lord Asriel, man. 
Uh, as real. I mean, I love Jace McAvoy, but I'm not sure. It made you hate him. It really, like, I've never hated James McAvoy before in my life. And then, like, seeing what, what just all the shit that he does in the season finale of season one, I was just like, I, F you, man. Like, <laughs> you're the worst. <laughs> he's literally the worst father ever. Yeah, but I'm yeah. like, I'm like, Professor X, this is not like you. Like, yeah. what's going on? This is... Mm. But, of course, you know, the, the world's in a chaotic state due to the events of Borazriel, um sacrificing. Yeah, <laughs> right. But you know, sacrificing um, Roger to open right. a portal to a new world um, in search of the answers to dust, which I think is a very interesting concept. Um, full disclosure, I have seen the first five episodes, but we're only going to talk about episode one today. So that's <laughs> that's that, that I just want to throw that out there so people aren't like, oh my gosh, it seems like he knows more than you know, just watch. Well, it's because he does, and that's why I'm on here because I've only <laughs> seen the first episode, and so I won't let on anything because I can't. I, I just I couldn't stop watching, it was just oh man, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, yeah, as, as, a, as a season premiere, do you think it did everything that it should have done? Like, you know, got us back in with the characters, got us, you know, progressing the plot more was like really interesting and like exciting, really uh, attention grabbing and whatnot? Absolutely. Because, okay, so when I first started season one, when it first came out, like I will admit, you know, season one starts off like incredibly slow. But I feel like it's necessary because at to a point, I feel like season one is almost or at least half of it is more of like a prologue to, you know, when shit actually goes down in season one and then Mm -hmm. spiraling into season two. I thought this was a great introduction, you know, like, hey, you know, we're back. Here's these here's these new characters and just the there's there's a ominous feel going on you know the world's in this crazy chaotic state the world's in peril you know everyone's trying to figure out what to do Azrael literally just he just dropped the ball and everything just went haywire all because he's you know this this whole dust situation it's 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 insane yeah no for sure i i thought it was uh yeah it was it was a solid uh season premiere i think it definitely set up a lot of intrigue especially with the uh what is it the the specter or the um the whatever the the, the, like ghost thing or the you know the thing that basically comes and consumes uh uh what's yeah adults and then obviously we see towards Mm -hmm. the end of the episode it starts to consume uh was it will i believe yeah yeah right and so, like, there's a lot of stuff going on. And, like, while that's happening, we also get, like, the prophet, like, Lyra looking at uh, her alethiometer and basically, like, saying, like, okay, there's something else sort of, like, going on here. It's like, he's supposed to be here for some reason. I'm supposed to be here for some reason. There was a lot of just, like, really eerie um, quietness and just, like, it felt like, you know, like, obviously, as we see at the end of the episode, like, shit is going to go down and, like, things are going to get really intense. Um, And this is just sort of, like, the waiting period as, like, these two people from two different worlds come together uh, and, like, sort of start to, you know, piece together what this whole, you know interdimensional thing is and uh yeah. I, I loved so much of the character interactions between uh will and lyra because they, they just felt like so sweet um and genuine and um 
you know, I, I I like the fact that like while Will was like a little hesitant at first, he was like, "What what the hell are you talking about? Like, where where are you yeah. coming from and whatnot?" He he, it didn't take him like you know several episodes to really buy into it. He just like <laughs> because he went through a portal, he was automatically like, "Okay, so I guess I'm I'm gonna believe that there are you know multiple worlds and stuff like that." And so like yeah, you know, seeing them learn about like what was in their respective worlds, I thought was like a really you know, nice way of bringing them together. Uh, I I agree 100% because uh, I think Amir Wilson plays well uh, during season one. You know, he was he was there, you know, that was probably my it, least favorite part of season one was just like every time we cut to him and everything that was going on there. I was like, we're we're detracting from the interesting stuff, even though I know yeah. why that's necessary. Yeah, it was it was setting up. But like at the same time, I'm like. I feel like nothing's going on here. And then <laughs> like, obviously it was more of a setup for season two, because I believe there are three books in the, his dark material realm. I'm sorry if I'm, you know, yeah, if, yeah, there if are I got there, that wrong. No, 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 I, you're right. There, there are three <laughs> books. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I know Lyra is important, obviously, but I don't know what her real name is or, Sometimes I even wonder, I'm like, are her parents even really her parents? Because we see that when, when yeah. the witches are coming in, like kicking ass and then like all this crap happens. And then they're like, oh, Lyra's real name. And, you know, the uh, the witch that got um, captured by Lyra's mother, uh, Mrs. Col- Coulter. Yeah, Mrs. Yeah. Coulter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, she she's as vile as she ever has she's- been. She's. One of the most fascinating characters in uh, uh, the entire series, just because like, you know, for every moment where it's like you want to hate her, she does something that's like really like motherly. And then you see another side to her and you can see that she's sort of like conflicted. It's like she hates the magisterium, but then also like she kind of has her own agenda. And like we see in this episode, she starts to like come into a position of power. Um, and so I, I, I don't know for me, I was just like, I I don't know. She just continues to be one of the most interesting, uh, characters in the, the entire, uh, series. And Ruth Wilson is, is unbelievable in that role for sure. And definitely in this episode, we get more of that darker side of her as she's like torturing the witch and everything. She's pulling out like the, it looks like feathers out of her and stuff like that. I mean, it's just like something that makes them fly or like, right. Yeah. It's something weird, but yeah, it's like, you know, all when we see her with Lyra, we see her in a more like, you know, motherly sort of like intimate, you know, we, we understand where she's coming from, especially, you know, with the interaction with Azrael towards the end of season one, it's like, we get her good side a little bit more, but then yeah. man, when she's like trying to, when, when she's dealing with people who aren't directly tied to her personal life. Oh my God. She, I mean, she's ruthless. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of her, honestly. Oh, like, dude. I think I can her. fix her, but not really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, because it's weird because we see, um, you know, in season one, Lyra almost gets um, severed from her demon. Yes. And it made me wonder, you know, so within season, even within season one and coming on to season two, it's like, is, is Mrs. Cole, is, is Lyra's mother is she severed from her demon? Because it seems I, that way. Oh, you think so? It, yeah, because I re- I remember in season one when Pan and um, Lyra had noticed her demon 
like I guess you know you and your demon have to be within a certain range of each other because mm. you you are part of one another. But she had, uh, Lyra mentioned in season one, she said, how is she traveling anywhere without her demon? And right. then, you know, we see li- later on when shit goes down with, with the missing children um, that, you know, they're severing their demons from each other, um, fr- from their from their partners. But it makes right. me think that uh, Lyra's mother is somehow severed because there is definitely something off about her. Life. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't I don't think her demon is severed by by any means. I, I just think like it was just a case of um, And her demon doesn't talk. Yeah, right, yeah, which makes it extra creepy, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah well, I mean, no. I don't know. Maybe maybe you're right. You might have more information that would lead you to believe that than I, but I, I just think it's like maybe she's just able to control her demon in a way that like I don't know. It, it's uh yeah, I don't know. I I just don't. I don't necessarily think that that's the case. But okay. um, well, what do you? I, I guess what do you? I mean, granted, you've seen more episodes than I. But like, based off of this episode, obviously, she's trying to get power. Um, yeah. in in order to kind of like revamp the establishment. Uh, that is, you know, I guess that she's largely disagreed with. Um, mm. but also sort of like wants to manipulate in a way. Anyways, what what do you think her ultimate end goal is? That is a tough decision. I so so what from what we've seen from season one, um, she is obviously she cares very deeply for her daughter Lyra, and I think her ultimate goal, and she said this from time and time again, that you know every single time we've talked about you know when they are you know when they cross paths, obviously. Lyra has a reason to hate her mother, but her mother seems to be overprotective. I think her mother knows something about Lyra that she doesn't know. And well, they th- also- a, do you think that she knows something about like who she really is or I think do you- she does know okay. from, from what I've yes, from, from the, from episodes one through five, from what I've seen, I think she does know something, but obviously okay. nothing has been, spoken of because i think they even said in season one that she she has to fulfill her destiny and if she knows what she has to do then you know it's off it's kind of like you know anakin going to the dark side right if he knew you know what was going on even though he technically knew in the clone wars a tv show but then his memory got wiped you know he found out he's like i cannot become this monster and then he would yeah. never brought balance to the force. So I feel like there is some kind of similar, not mindset, but, you know, similarities between, you know, oh, obviously this is more like the hero's journey, the classic hero's journey. She doesn't know who she is or what she has to do until, you know, she's done the deed, whatever that is. Right, right. Know. Well, and, and that's the thing with the witches, right? Like the witches are like, basically the ones like making sure that she's you know hand in a hands-off sort of way just like making sure she continues on the path that she's going down no interference Mm -hmm. but like they want to assist her uh so that she like doesn't get killed or anything and so it's like the witches know who she is what she's doing and everything and we saw mrs coulter trying to get that information out of one of the witches uh in this episode before uh, the 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 other witch and I, I forgive me I don't remember her name but like she I, I don't remember her name either but she came in yeah when she <laughs> oh, dude that was so cool yeah when she came yeah she came in and was just like you know slowed down time and then just like you know 
sadly had to sacrifice her sister and then she mm. came in and then she came, she she uh, stabbed the uh I believe it was like the head of the magisterium and everything so yeah, it's yeah. um yeah, right exactly. and it was just, and then <laughs> and then that allowed Mrs. Coulter to sort of like uh start you know the, the the wheels sort of churning on her takeover and everything and uh yeah I don't there, there's a lot that I'm really curious about that's going on there especially with the witches and then like you know Lee's involvement with them, and he's sort of like her. He's sort of like Lyra's guardian angel, and everything, and like trying to get oh, yeah, people. Yeah, with me. That's right. Yeah, right. And 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 to be honest, he he is probably one of my. Uh, and this might be an unpopular opinion, but he's probably one of my least favorite characters in the show. I I just yeah. I, I love Lin Manuel Miranda. I I just don't think he. Um, I don't know. I, I don't want to say that he's he, he doesn't act well in the role, but he's definitely the weaker uh, link uh, out, of, out of this whole whole chain. But I I am sort of curious to see what happens with him because obviously we know that he he goes out just this just based off of the promo material. But he like he goes out and then he, eventually I believe he comes in contact with Andrew Scott's character who is uh, Will's father, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Correct. So yeah, that I don't is. Know. The- Emotional, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> even though, even though you've confirm. seen the first five episodes and you know that that is true, yes, <laughs> yeah, it is. Man, it's just, and I plan on rewatching these, you know, as you know, yeah, week to week, when, yeah, yeah, week to week, because you know, one one viewing is is never enough for me, at least. You know, there might be things that I might have missed, but um, I know with the um, the Spectres, when Will and Daphne run into um, the other children in the, right. uh, I think, because I think uh, episode one of season two is Lost City of Magpie. Magpies, yeah. 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 And we see uh, Liana Mormont, who mm. uh, played, you know, mm. uh, Game of Thrones. HBO loves to recycle their actors actresses. Yeah, right. of, Dude, she I hated her. I hated her in this episode. She was just, and not because she was a bad actress or anything. I was just mm. like her character just annoyed me. She she definitely appears in other multiple episodes. Um I think they are kind of there. Well, you know how like adaptations always are with TV and books. It's like, you know, what characters do we leave in, which characters do we leave out? I'm not even sure if, you know, those characters are real within the books or if it's just you know either characters that are sometimes you know they put two characters together to make one character in a way yeah and it's like really weird i really don't know um but she they definitely appear up in random moments um but i can't say they've really contributed anything to the plot yeah because that was that was going to be the thing it's like what first of all they're in there they're in this new like city or whatever they're trying to figure out they're trying to sort their bearings and they have that conversation about oxford and like wanting to go to you know will's oxford to learn more about dust and all that stuff and lyra's sort of pursuit of just understanding that stuff um and then these kids are sort of around and they're just like and they're like harassing a cat. And I'm like, what's like, what's going on with them? And, <laughs> and here's the other thing. It's like, are they, because I, I'm a, I assume that we now know that this city is a place where people of all, you know, worlds can sort of like come in and like, it, it's sort of like a port, like, like a holding yeah, like a cell. Hub. Yeah. Like yeah. a hub or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, how many of them, like are, how many of them are actually from, 
that uh, place or or are they um, you know from all over and they've sort of just gotten lost in mm-hmm. this city and now they're they're there and they've been completely altered and whatnot. Yeah, because what they say with the specters and with uh, I'll just call Leanna Mormont or Lady Mormont because this is I forgot her real name, but um, she had went up to Well and said, you know, oh, like better make sure the specters don't get you. This, you know, and she says, like, you know, this one's close. And I mean, we've seen, you know, from season one, Will is a kid who pretty much had to had no choice but to grow up because you know of his father's abandonment and then his his mother not being in the right state of mind, he's kind of have to, you know, become the, the number one caretaker in their house, you know, especially yeah. his mother. Cause she seems a, seems a bit schizophrenic. You know, we don't necessarily know her uh, conditions. She's mm-hmm. just not well is what we really know. And that hasn't really changed so far. Right. Um, right. Cause it's like her, <laughs> he just leaves his mom. <laughs> She's just like, Oh yeah, hey, stay with my teacher. <laughs> <And then I'll, laughs> yeah, he's a good guy, right? He's, yeah, he's yeah, kid, whatever. And then, because like towards the end of season one, when Will entered that portal, I thought Will was going to enter into Lyra's world, and Lyra was moving yeah. on to sit. So obviously, we see with this episode that is not true. Something mm-hmm. must have happened when you know. uh Lord Asriel's sacrifice, you know, with that big rip in the sky. Like, yeah, talk right. about a grand like a- exit. It's crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. That I, I love. Yeah, I love the 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 season finale last season. I thought it was like a, it really, it really was like that perfect um, climax for sure. But, uh, but yeah. yeah, yeah, and it was like really emotional and sad and everything. And so, like, yeah, it, it is. Um, yeah, well, that's exactly what I was going to say. It was like, I thought that's definitely what I thought was that like Lyra was going to go into like Will's world, which is our world that we know. And then Will was going to go into Lyra's world. But like, obviously the two had to come together because they are two. They're basically like the two chosen ones, chosen. The, you know, yeah. the the yin and yang and all that whatnot. Um, so it makes sense that they were supposed to come together. Uh, now, the, the question is, you know, after... Lyra at the end of this episode reading the alethiometer um are they going to remain in this world because like I was saying at the beginning it's like they have unfinished business here or are they eventually or, or are they going to move out and go into Oxford and then if they if they do that then Will's sort of in a situation where he's going to be constantly on the run um I don't know there's there's just sort of like a lot that's that's going on the stakes are definitely high and like we're we're learning more about Will um you know, in the process, obviously there is like a darkness inside of him. And yeah. so, uh, I, I, I don't know what, like, do you have any theories about what that could be or like what that, that all means and stuff? So, um, <laughs> well, doing my best not to spoil <laughs> anything. Um, so I guess for a theory, cause I'm still trying to figure this out myself. Um, so for the longest time, I thought for whatever reason, like, obviously, like we said, you know, Lyra and Will are, they're connected in some way. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I thought they were like brother and sister. But then, I don't know. It's just something's like, okay, maybe they were. I saw, thought for like a split second that they were. And then 
I was like, okay, never mind. That there's, there's no way. But then again, well, there's know, also right. It's like maybe maybe they're brother and sister. But then also there's like the show has the show doesn't shy away from like its religious undertones. You know? Oh, um, I actually love that about this show. Right. Like, so I was like, yeah, yeah. But but that got me thinking about you know what the 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 symbolism between the two of them. You know, like are they? Sort of like the Adam and the Eve kind of characters. Yeah, that, that's what I was about to think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So with with well, to go back to your question about the darkness, because um, you know we we see him kill indirectly kill that one guy who was uh, infiltrating his house in season one because he, he's a bit of a boxer. Um, I I think well is a troubled kid, but I don't. I think his I think his darkness is kind of misunderstood because as of right now, you know, for, for the longest time, you know, his, his father has been dead. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, that's obviously still affecting him. And I think he's, I think he's, 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 he's a little bit of a troubled kid, but it's, it's kind of like, you know, don't judge a book by its cover type thing. Right. I'm trying not to. <laughs> no, that, I think I'm that's fair because I, 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 I'm trying to remember back to season one. If we really got a yeah. sense of just like, like, obviously we understand that there's it's trauma. Like there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it, it's like, we, we know that there's trauma in his past, like obviously yeah. with his father and like not having like the best relationship, just like with a family. And, and then you're right. Yeah. He does accidentally, or, or I don't know if he accidentally, but he kills that guy, you know, when he's trying to protect like the family, were they it was like uh it was like these letters that, yeah the um, sorry the letters yeah yeah um so so yeah right it's like the 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 sob story mixed with you know him killing that guy right there there is there's definitely they they've already hinted to the darkness inside of him and now um lyra is sort of starting to f- find out the, the the truth about it and whatnot mm. yeah it, it will be interesting to sort of see uh that that whole thing and you know how does dust affect him? You know, we, we, we know yeah. that, uh, you know, in, in, in Lyra's world, dust sort of starts to settle and that's when their demon becomes, uh, you know, comes into its final form. Uh, right. but in the real world, it's like, what is that equivalent? Like where, where does that whole thing sort of fit in? And, and, yeah. and I actually, I really liked the line in the episode where Lyra was saying, uh, you know, dust is for the people who are, you know, who see it as evil, they see it as sin, but it's like, but perhaps, you know, maybe it's good. And I think that's, um, you know, demons are, are, are basically like, they're, they're an extension of their, their soul and their, their personality. And it's like, um, you know, they, they, uh, they, they sort of change and they adapt and they do things, they cause mischief. And it's like, they, yeah, they, you know, they might not be do, always doing like the most moral things like the, as, as kids or whatever, but it's right. just part of being a person. And it's sort of in, you know, saying like, don't, don't shy away from being who you are. You're in this state of flux and, and whatnot before you settle and then become this like senile Ooh. person or whatever, you know, <laughs> you become a Squidward. Um, yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm like completely off on that, but I think there is no, like, no, like yeah, that, that, that was really, really good point. Um, I wish I could talk more about that, but I can't, uh, <laughs> but right. um, yeah, I, I do. I agree with you 100% and I'm trying to figure out because we haven't seen Lyra's um, 
demons settle as of yet. So I wonder right. what its final form is. Cause I know that they, um, I know, there was a movie called the golden compass, which is apparently a part of his dark materials. I think it's either book one or book two. I, I, really I thought, I think it was book one. Had you, have you ever seen the film? No, I'm actually oh, glad okay. that I didn't because, like, I want no spoilers of what's going on. Obviously, you know, book readers know everything. I, w- when it comes to like shows like this, especially like Game of Thrones, and this is like one of the like one of my favorite shows since Game of Thrones. By the way, oh like, sure, yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. But I, I love it how you know I we we essentially get two versions of the story. You know, like I'll, I'll watch the TV show first. And like even with Game of Thrones, I watched the show all the way through, and it really prompted me to read the books. And you get more, you get more story. You know, there's more, there's a lot more, um, like uh, side plots, um, things of that nature. You know, they go a little bit more depth with the characters. So it's like it's something you really, like re- something I really appreciate. So once you know, if if this gets renewed for a season three, which I, I assume that it sure. will. Yeah, because it's only it's it's three books. It'll be three seasons, you know, all that stuff. Perfect. So, yeah, <laughs> but, but no, but I agree with you. Like the um, it's definitely watching that first film. That first film is definitely a translation of the the first book, which which was okay. the you know the Golden Compass. Um, yeah. there was still some there were some things they left out. And there were some things that were changed but it was basically an adaptation of that and uh you could definitely tell that this series is better suited for the long form um you know television (laughs) format for sure but yeah i don't know there's there's a lot of uh interesting things to explore still we're just getting started i think that just as an episode season premiere it built the intrigue wasn't really action-packed but there was like enough going on to uh you know, to get to get me excited, you know, and, and the character moments again, going back to that, the chemistry between the two leads was like really genuine. Um, you know, I, I just yeah, it, it was just it was just really good. I, you know, dealing with stuff, you know, issues of like identity, um, you know, uh, how, how people view one another. And then and it's all and it all. Yeah. And it all does it in a really like subtle way. You know, it's never it's never like beating you over the head with a message or or, or so so yeah I, I think it definitely um it positions the show to uh go into an interesting direction in in episode two you know yeah absolutely yeah and i i will like i said i'll definitely be re-watching i'll probably watch it on hbo max um i, I really don't know because sometimes you know you the the resolution isn't always the best with the screeners and sometimes they say hey you know this isn't the final cut of this episode, there might be like a small change here or there, but probably something yeah. we'll never even know unless, you know, we're looking at it side by side. Yeah. But, yeah, for sure. Also, I, I, I want to give a shout out to Jack Thorne, who again, he, he wrote the episode. He wrote all the episodes last season. I, I believe he's writing he all the did. episodes this season. I hope he is. Um, he just really knows how to pace an episode how to uh, you know connect all these intricate plot lines? It's just it's really impressive. So uh, just you know again, kudos to him. Has he written anything else that I might have known? I'm not. Well, he he he. Well, he's a playwright, um, and then he also wrote. Uh, he contributed to Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. <gasps> I knew it. Yeah, oh. yeah. Sa- sadly, <laughs> but we don't we don't talk about that. That's okay. We we don't talk about that. 
I still haven't read it. My, uh, I mean, yeah, I, just, I know just, the plot just points. Just, just don't. Just don't. Well, well, I mean, I'll probably have to suffer through uh, Crimes of Grindelwald 3 or whatever. Fantastic. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I have to now. I'm, I'm too far gone into this series. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. The good, the good and bad, I'll take it all. I don't even Right, know. right. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> But um, yeah, was there anything else you wanted to uh, touch on before we uh, wrap up here? No, no, I I think it's just like a it's pretty straightforward. It sets it sets up the yeah. season nicely, and um, I'm looking forward to uh, episode two. You're not ready, Griffin. That's all I have to say. Listen, I I, I know I'm not ready, but I am ready. I'm I'm ready I, I, to I experience. Got you. It. I got you. Well, you also have to get ready to get a PlayStation Five whenever you get one. It, that's not going to be till 2021. That's that's that, that's yeah. <laughs> I think everyone has like accepted because I've not seen a single person like today or yesterday. It's like, Oh my God, I actually got a PlayStation five, you know, through, uh, through online. I haven't seen a single person. Online. I don't actually, yeah. I don't actually believe anyone was able to get one yesterday. It was all bots and scalpers. I'm seeing PS fives on every freaking marketplace selling for like <laughs> over a grand. I'm like, Fuck you guys. You I'm done. No, I can it's, wait. It's, it's I'll wait. Worse. I'll wait. Yeah, honestly, if if you're lucky enough, congratulations. Um if not, you know, j- just keep trying when you can, you know, don't don't get too desperate, you know. The the generation has literally just begun. And e- even if you have a PlayStation 4, um you know, there, there's plenty of games that's still going to be coming out for it. You know, Sony's really good at, you know, um uh, treating or I guess like tending to their audience that hasn't necessarily made the jump yet. I'm yeah, just it's like a, a slow real, transition. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a big early adopter. Like I love to see how tech starts. Like I bought my PS4 day one, and yeah, I remember it, it was it was so fun and cool to have. But it's like I had a few things to play, but this time around, you know, with your PS4 library carrying over to your PS5, you definitely have a lot more games to, you know, jump back into if you want to, a lot more performance boosts and stuff. But yeah, yeah. just be patient, everyone. It, it sucks, but I mean, honestly, I think these consoles should have been delayed till next year anyway, but it, it's, right. it is what it is. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but all right. So uh, that pretty much concludes today's review. Um, I would love to, you know, do this the entire season because like we've i've i've we, we found each other we were like oh my gosh who likes uh his, his dark materials yeah i haven't heard a peep from anyone i was like oh my gosh no one watches this show listen if you like <laughs> i know if you're listening to this you probably watch the social and so i'm just going to be like speaking out into the void but like his dark materials is legitimately the show that is positioned to become hbo's next game of throne best I, I, I don't think it yeah. I, I mean the only thing that's missing is the viewership, honestly, because it's got the yeah. spectacle, it's fantasy, it's got the, the budget. aesthetics are great too. Like it's yeah. not happy CGI, like it's, yeah, it's really good. Oh, I know. It's <sighs> it's it's a really, really good show that needs to be on a lot more people's radars. So uh if you haven't watched it and you're listening to this episode and you got to the end, I'm very confused, <laughs> but also like um I please watch the series that's like, <laughs> that's all i gotta say <laughs> this this sponsor is brought to you by hp no <laughs> I, I mean just please watch the series yeah but and i think part of it i will say is a little bit of hbo's fault because of hbo max because since this show is on hbo and um you know it streams on hbo max as well um 
HBO Max, uh, the application itself is not um, legally available on Roku or Amazon devices as of right now, which really sucks. It's some kind of weird deal agreement that, you know, these monolith companies can't come to an agreement about something. But I think that's more the reason why, just because, you know, that, that's that's a pretty big market. I mean, like, I have an Apple TV, so I'm fine. <laughs> but oh, right, yeah, same, has- yeah. Yeah, not everyone has an Apple TV. They're 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 expensive, but I personally think they're definitely worth it. But hey, you know, people want more of the Android side, and that's fine. But yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why, because I believe their numbers would skyrocket if it was available, you know, legally on those platforms. That might be the so. reason why. Yeah, I would but, hope so. Yeah, there's people are always going to find a way to you know get around that anyway. So for sure, but yeah, watch the show. Um, this video is sponsored by uh, HBO Max. <laughs> 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 I wish. Yeah, no, for real. <laughs> but um, anyway, yeah, that does conclude uh, today's review. Uh, thank you all for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on the podcast platform of your choosing. And make sure to try uh, check out the other shows on the, the Drive-In Podcast Network over on Music City Drive, uh, Music City yeah wow i cannot tell i'm sorry it's been a long day go check out the other podcast shows on musiccitydriving.com the link is in the description below but i wanted to give the floor to griffin griffin let everyone know where they can find you online and what is coming up on your channel yeah for sure so you can uh follow me personally on twitter at griff schiller you can also follow filmspeak at underscore filmspeak and you can head on over to the filmspeak youtube channel uh we're doing recaps in the mandalorian we're we we've got uh interviews going up reviews going up all that stuff i will have a video essay on pixar's soul coming out next week very exciting uh and then i also have a uh an essay on uh, Quantum of Solace coming out towards the end of November. So definitely go check uh, out the channel for all that good content. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're a really big James Bond guy. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's, I, I'm just, I, I don't hate James Bond. I just, I could just never get in to that series. I don't know what it is. I, I don't Fair like, Fair I don't like um, Fallout, like Mission Impossible. I just, I mean, like, I'll watch them if they're on, but like, I would never go out of my way to watch them. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's just, it's just one of those things. Like I watch Kim Possible all day, though. It's good, but uh, (laughs) you're you're just not a spy. You're just not a spy fiction guy. I guess not. I mean, I kind of wish I. I wish there was more movies that people like that. I I wish I can get into them. I really do. (laughs) It it is what it is. But all right, everybody. Yeah, it is what it is. But um, yeah, that uh, pretty much concludes today's review. Uh, My name is Christian, and that was Griffin, and we will see you guys in the next uh, review.